Internets, it's us, the Newlyweds Podcast. All right, all right. How you guys doing? How are you guys doing in this fantastic weather, this winter weather that that the Northeast is experiencing? Oh, it was glorious today. Fantastic. It's been glorious the past couple of days, actually. It has been. It has been. I hope it continues through the week. But you know what's messed up? When you are so tired from work. You can't even enjoy a glorious day. Yeah, that's horrible. That that's is horrible. horrible. I have to admit, I spent all day Saturday inside. Yes. yes. I was not even trying to put some clothes on. What? What? What's today? Today was Sunday, Monday. I don't even know what day. Today is President's Day, so I think it's appropriate to grieve. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've, I've been grieving internets with no clothes on. I done spent the whole day just walking around the house butt naked. It's true, I had to go out and get you some pork rinds. <laughs> Exercising, butt naked. Eating pork rinds. Butt naked. <laughs> eating soup. Butt naked. That is good, though. That is good when you can just you can not put clothes on. Be in your own skin. That's right. That's that is right. the best, best, best possible place to exist. I'm telling you. I am telling you. <laughs> so what are we doing today, DP? 
I, I thought we'd uh, switch up the pitch a little bit. Okay, okay. And talk to the folks about the entertainment uh, we've been consuming. Yes, yes. That last, sounds like a plan. The, since the last podcast, we saw a few movies, mm-hmm. watched some TV. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> That's about it, basically. Well, can we start from uh, the light and move to the more significant? Just start. Okay. Well, we had a fantastic date night. Oh, damn. You know what that means. date night. We went to go see a rerun in a screening room of Mahogany. Ah, yes. classic Billy D. Diana Ross. Very uh, retro gender roles. <laughs> but nonetheless enjoyable story of a girl who makes it big, but realizes it means nothing without the love of her life, who's a very suspicious not very talented community organizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seedy. It, it's kind of like the but you Barack know what? He, and he, Michelle Obama he wasn't, story, but... <laughs> he wasn't. Hold on for a second. Barack, Barack and Michelle Obama definitely <laughs> copped their style from Mahogany. Oh, you think, that, you, you think Obama decided to become a community organizer after watching they Billy Dee and his They their mustache? style from Mahogany. All right? I like, the, I like the idea that he decided to become a community organizer based upon Billy I don't know Dee's that he mustache. decided. I think the Manchurian overlords said, here's what you shall be. But you know how much it like tracks, right? I mean, in Mahogany, Billy D is a community organizer in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. And Tracy Chambers, aka Diana Ross, is like this designer chick who's trying to make it big and faces all kinds of obstacles. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and then ends up with a very creepy, possibly gay Anthony Perkins in Italy. 
But it's like, you know, she's arrived, but all these weird fashion people. He and... wasn't gay. He was just a sleaze bag. But wasn't that whole weird scene where it seemed like she was just kind of like offering herself up to him and he couldn't perform? That was the implication. Yeah. In that weird sex scene. Well, that was the, the thing was she was like, hey, you know, little man, you trying to you trying to come deep into this black hole. Come on. And then he could only get around the rim, and then he was felt fucked up behind it, and she wow. was like, well, you know, it's all right. You're still a cool guy. Wow. You know? I, there is so much wrong. I don't even know where to begin to unpack I don't. I don't feel like reference. that. I don't feel like that. I feel like he, you know, he thought he was the shit, and, you know, he found out, no, Tracy Chambers is the shit. But didn't you find, I mean, I love the movie. The visuals are fantastic. And the mm. whole thing is clearly a love letter to Diana Ross from Barry Gordy. Okay. Like, the whole thing is just, it's all about shooting her in the most glorious light in about 8,000 different costume changes. Yes. Possible. Yes. Right? It was a di- total Diana Ross vehicle. But Diana Ross was, I mean, she was the shit. She was. Of course. She was the king of pop or the queen of pop, you know. genres but she was mm-hmm. definitely she was the ish no question about it she you don't, you don't think you don't think she she crossed color boss. lines diana ross did as she got older maybe when she was younger but as she got older and more people covered her music and she did more covers of of pop tunes and yeah of music. course of course but when, when she was young she was too pop, black no no that wasn't what i was thinking i just mm-hmm. meant i just meant that when you say King of Pop, like, we think about Michael Jackson, obviously. Right. Right? And then I also think about Beyonce. Because whether or not you like her, she she occupies this space that kind of transcends a whole lot of ways in which music and people are isolated or siloed or ghettoized. Um, and it, it she has this very kind of, like, and, muscular... And I, but presence. I feel like Diana Ross was is the precursor to all of that. Well, I mean, Diana Ross is a diva, sure. Mm. In the most like, so you're saying you're saying Michael Jackson, sma- the way he smashed barriers, was even greater than Diana Ross. Yes. Okay. No question. Fine. No question. Okay. All right. All right. But what I found weird about it, as much as I love the movie, and it's like the second or third time I've seen it, um, it's still the the uh, the gender politics in it are 
are very sus. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a, it was a movie of its time. I guess. It was very unfulfilling, though, because of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I you wanted were... Tracy Chambers at the end to be like, yes, I got my clothing line and my man, too. You want to go but back. You want to go back. Happening. You want to go back 40 years in the past. Yes. And, find, and, un, and uncover some gem that said, oh, listen, wait a minute. Yeah. Listen. Yes, black women can be totally empowered. Of course. And free. Why not? Yeah. You know, and I, I okay. didn't like how well, I, he was like, my I, job is more important than your job. I think you were looking in the wrong genre of movie. <laughs> you, needed, you needed some black exploitation for that. No. You needed some Pam Greer. No. Pam Greer oh. shot the gun and, you know, Listen, and won the day. All Billy D had to do was get his mustache right and be like, yes, Tracy, your job is as important as mine. Mm-hmm. Nah. That's all. Nah, it wasn't That's happening. All. Not with that. Not, not with all the the, the conchalene that he had in his hair. Oh, he had a lot of conchalene. Frying his hair, damn boy, his hair was fried, 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 fried. Well, I tell you what, the next movie, <laughs> that brother did not have his hair fried. No, and actually, there's an interesting correlation between Mahogany and the next movie that we saw, which was incredible. Okay, I am not your Negro, which yeah. is uh, the a biopic of sorts. Of James, well, I, I won't say it's a biopic of James no. Baldwin, in as much as it's kind of like you know, referencing his ideas and his thoughts, and and how prescient he is. I mean, and that's kind of the the the, the crazy thing, and maybe even the sad thing for African Americans that this man who fifty years ago watched the assassinations of uh, important key African Americans. And and really just try to make sense of it. Make sense of it and put and put in words and thoughts, hey here America, here's where you're going. And and here we are and wow, listen, we are exactly we're right in the we're right in the face. midst of what he said, yeah. Yeah. We haven't changed course, we haven't gotten smarter, we haven't uh, we've just stayed right on track. I mean the thing that was amazing to me about I Am Not Your Negro, was, like you said, the prescience of, of Baldwin. But also, I just thought the film itself was so incredibly well done. It was an inhabiting of his words, right? Um, and a way Sam Jackson did the narration. And just the way it, it pulled together all of this are amazing archival footage and interviews. And you could actually see, I felt like you saw this genius's mind at work as he, you know, just kind of whipped out these amazing, brilliant answers to sometimes incredibly stupid questions and managed in the process to elevate the whole conversation to a place where the interviewer really didn't know how to follow up. <laughs> I mean, he just smashed it that hard, you know? And you're right. I mean, he was so devastatingly honest about America and what the future holds. And we are here in that place and he understood and knew that this is where this is where America is going. Right. It's it's kind of spooky, but it's also a really deep reminder of the brilliance of people that goes unappreciated and that all of this is foretold. Not yeah. because it's predetermined, but because it's not hard to figure out what is wrong. Yes. Yes. It's not hard to figure it out. No, it's it's there and it's, it's obvious. It's there and it's obvious for anyone who wants to read the signs, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. willing to take that kind of honest look. 
And I love the way that he constantly turned this question and discussion of race into question of Americanness. Mm-hmm. That he, as much as he reveled in the things that were important to him, being a black man, being part of a community of people, he didn't allow the conversation to box him into this question of blackness. And he always turned it around into a question of Americanness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which meant that he couldn't get, you know, kind of ghettoized mm-hmm. as a thinker or a philosopher or a, a literary person because he was so global, actually universal, <laughs> in his thinking and his scope and his understanding of the problems of America. Yes, yes. Of, of the creation of the country. Yes, yes. Of the creation of the of the mind that it holds. Yes. I, I mean, in... in in many ways, um, like Martin and like Malcolm, mm-hmm. he found a way to frame the discussion that without mentioning race, you totally understand what the problem is. Yep. How, how, how fucked up people's thinking is. Right. And did so in a way that, that didn't devalue or set aside the issue of race as being part of this fulcrum, but also wasn't um, distracted by it either. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. which is a, which is a hard thing to do because it seems like so much of public discourse kind of gets drawn down into this either or thing. Well, right? well, and he was saying, "No, no, no public, y'all are missing the discourse, forest for the trees." Public discourse now is meant to distract of course. you. Of course, it's meant to distract you. I mean, it's make you look in another direction. Well, what it's meant to do is to tie you up in this question of black and white and ignore the question of humanity. Mm-hmm. And that was what Baldwin was constantly doing. Mm-hmm. He was saying, how can you be a human being and engage in and condone inhuman behavior? Mm-hmm. That is not a black and white question. That, dig that. It dig happens that. to black people and it's perpetrated by white people, but it's not a black and white question. Right, right. And that's the question no one's willing to answer because it implicates so many. Yes. And that was part of his genius. Yes. That he said, yeah, I'm black, and yeah, y'all are doing this. But how can you call yourself a human being? Heavy stuff, heavy stuff, heavy stuff. That is deep. If you guys have a chance to see I Am Not Your Negro. Go see it. It's amazing, amazing film. It is. It's good stuff. And in a weird way, it makes you, I mean, I felt kind of hopeful coming out of it. As difficult as it was to kind of confront how very little there's been movement on a social level, it also made me hopeful because I said, if this man was able to do what he did. And that means other people can do that too. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like the standard bearers. Shit too real to me. Screaming for your life.
Like the way I scrape that butter. Bet the crowd sipping on mutter. Straight drop it, go and get flooded. Pride race, pride in the footy. This is gonna slow trap scorching. If it ain't hot, it ain't rolling. 24-7, I ain't closing. They got my name at the precinct. No, I nigga playing in the sink. Came through playing in the mink. Don't put the fan on, it's gonna shrink. I put a lot of bands on another rinse. Got a lot of bands on me, got a drench. I got a red rock on me, got fish. I got a kilo of cube on my wrist. I started drinking, then I made a hit. I mean, it made me feel really proud and like there was possibilities. Not because he had the solution, but because it meant as long as you're free in your thinking. Yeah. Yeah. If there's only so much. If you're willing to be, if you're willing yes. to be, but th- that's again, again. You know, with the hope that people can be free with their thinking. It is a struggle. Yeah. And it is a freedom that must be zealously guarded and supported. So, good movie. Great, great movie. Great movie. movie. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. So, we've also also been enjoying some... Okay, you were going to say something. No, I was just realized that we went from mahogany to I am not your negro and didn't explain the connection between the two. What was the connection? Well, I mean, it's not a good connection, but James Baldwin was with Billy D. Remember when he found out that um, Martin Luther King had been assassinated? Oh yes, 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 yes. They were working on. They were working on a project. They were working on a project about uh, Malcolm X. Oh really? That's what they were working on. I yeah. think that's what he said in the movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was heavy. That was heavy. When yeah, when uh, when they had been. Uh, notified that King had been That's assassinated. Right. Yeah. And, he, and he just, you know, it was like, he said the next 24 hours he didn't even remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. What a time. What a time that what was. What a time, right? I, I, the story I always relate to is my father coming back home from uh, Vietnam mm-hmm. after uh, a few weeks after King had been killed. Mm-hmm. And it, America was so violent. It was so... It was so crazy here that he got back on the plane and went back over to Vietnam hmm. because he felt safer. <laughs> that's, that's intense. That's crazy. That is crazy. So my dad was a little older, and he used to tell us about how when they were stationed in the South, um, World War II, at the end of World War II, um, I forgot the name of the army base, but how basically the German prisoners of war were treated better than the black soldiers were. Mm -hmm. And coming from New York, although certainly saw lots of racism and segregation and um, all kinds of uprisings, particularly in Harlem in response to police brutality still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not much has changed. Um, It was still like that level of overt bigotry um, kind of woven into the fabric, not not being touted as an exception, but the norm um, was was just hugely dispiriting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, they got three square meals a day. They got comfortable quarters. They had beds with mattresses. Mm. And these were the German POWs that were literally baking people yeah. in ovens. Yeah. I mean making furniture out of them. Mm. And they got better treatment than the black soldiers who were there defending American ideals. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the Atari Corporation is proud to uh, introduce to you our newest spokespeople, Robert Diggs, commonly known as the RZA, being accompanied by Mr. Jeffrey Eisen. Atari! 2 sometimes you want to wait for them to send it on the blue paper. <laughs> All right? The white paper wasn't good enough. Wasn't important enough. So you want that you want that colored paper to come well, in the envelope. I think I think the colored paper has arrived. Um I think they're waiting for You thinking they're waiting for the pink? Another colored paper. Yeah, yeah. They're waiting for the final disconnect notice. Okay. Thinking that they're going to get a notification beforehand. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> And on that note... <laughs> oh, man. So then we turned on Walking Dead this weekend. <coughs> Zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Walking Dead is still... I'm I'm so patient right now. I'm so kind of like... You know, I, I, I'm just waiting for something crazy to happen. But I get frustrated with Walking Dead because they do this all the time. So there's this like long fallow period where not a lot is happening and everyone's kind of dispirited because someone's died or someone got eaten or someone's head got chopped off. And once again, you know, the leadership of the whole group is in question. Is Rick going to keep charging forward? What's going to happen? And then all of a sudden it's the Scooby gang is back together again and Rick gets out of his, you know, cyclical depression and decides they can do whatever whatever it is the the latest obstacle is the climb every mountain task and it's repetitive and it's really boring at this point i'm not bored i'm not bored 
I'm not bored. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it, and I'm I'm ready for more. So, what's up with the weird people that act like they don't speak English? I don't I don't get that group. But I I've never read the comic. I've never read the Walking Dead comic. So but these the, weird people who speak this crazy broken English, you know, I I'm just amazed at all of these groups, these these civilization groups that are all walking distance <laughs> from each other. Like seriously, I like, know. It how the make hell? Sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, the the world should be filled with people. Right. If, if all these people are coming into contact with each right. other by just walking to each other's houses right. and stuff, how can there be more dead people than there are alive people? Yeah, seriously, doesn't make sense. I, I, but I'm still watching. I'm still. I mean, watching. I'm still watching too, but it's annoying to me. Okay, what else are we watching? Watching the um, hundred. The hundred, yes, which we picked up from where we left off. That's a good show. It's kind of dark. It's 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 dark, and it's it reminds me of. I laugh at sometimes uh, the idea that it's a little bit like Star Trek, uh-huh. and like there's always these characters being killed every show, and I was like, who did they just kill? <laughs> like like pretty soon they're gonna run out of like you know the hundred is gonna be down to like thirty people, right? It's gonna be down to, like thirty people out of the hundred or something like that. But um, every week they they're killing somebody, and it's like if you used to watch Star Trek. You knew the guy who got beamed down to the planet wearing the red shirt was going to get murked. Always. You know, Always. So. It was like Captain, it was like uh, James T. Kirk, Spock, maybe Sulu, maybe Doc, and then like one random cast member. Yeah, so you knew some dude in a red shirt. Some dude in a red shirt. Yeah, that guy was gone. Bye bye. That guy was going to be out of here. Bye bye bye. bye. of shield which i've also lost patience with. i'm watching agents of shield i'm not gonna say i'm caught up but i'm i'm back into it i'm back into it because everyone is like your agents of shield is so awesome it's so awesome but i'm like okay it's it kind of it feels like where it was the last time i was there and uh i i I enjoy gotham uh i enjoy gotham more than agents of shield yeah gotham is a little more perky it's a little Uh more Uh 
as contemporary. A little, yeah, it's, it's a little more fun. Agents of Shield is kind of like, eh. I think sometimes Agents of Shield takes itself too seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Agents of Shield is part of the entire Marvel universe, so it's got it, it's got heavy shoes to fill on a yeah. weekly basis. Yeah, you know? and also, I this whole thing with the Inhumans really annoys me. Mm-hmm. Just because What's the whole thing with the Inhumans. Well, just that they even call them Inhumans and all these elaborate kind of like ways they go around to create this like alternative, basically X. X Men universe without calling them mutants. Or well, they're X-Men. not. Well, they're not mutants. They're I not mutants. well, they kind of are. So no, no, they they're not mutants. They may be mutated humans, but the idea with the mutant was that the mutant was born this way, with these meta humans. Listen, it's, it's all kinds of exactly. It's all kinds exactly. of fuck shit going on. Okay, exactly. That's you what just I'm saying. Convoluted to... ways to get around. But I mean, the the whole problem is I'm having a discussion about superhero stuff with someone who doesn't read comics. So you don't understand <laughs> that there's there's many different ways to become a metahuman. You could be born that way. You could yes. be transformed by yes. a spider bite. Yes. You could be transformed by a sunstroke. Right. You could, you know, you, right. could, you could get hit in the head with a hammer. You could in, be injected <laughs> in the snow. You got hit in the head with a hammer. Yes, you could. No one gets hit in the head with a hammer. You get hit in the head with a hammer. All right, you get please. struck by lightning. You get a injection of super serum, like a bug could crawl in your ear. That yes, that can happen. That can, see that stuff can really happen. Oh really? You know, think about all the ways. Really? Think about all the ways you could catch a cold. Really? Okay, those are the same ways you can become a superhero. Okay. You know, you could be licking the subway pole. Right. You know, <laughs> boom. Next thing you know, you're a meta human. All right. So when you understand all so. the the various permutations it's of... It's called a meta-petri dish. <laughs> okay. It's it's the future. Is that what it's it is? It's the future. Well, I'll tell you what. What, what were we watching? We were watching oh, we, while well, we were watching this, the show The 100, but I, I realized that I have this dramatic television series, which is so awesome. Okay. Lay and it on me. It's, it's called Numenati. Okay. And it, it, it finds out about this... Incredible! It, it's a story of this incredible pop culture singer who was killed. Supposedly, well, theoretically, he has a drug overdose, but he's really killed by the Numenati. And the Numenati are—it's a collection of entertainers and singers, and and movers and shakers who are empowered to kill others. But why? Well, in their in their quest for power, in their quest for for more likes on Instagram. Isn't this just Empire? This is better than Empire, though. This is better than Empire. Empire is not thinking big enough. Oh. This is like thinking like, you know, Empire is just happening in America. This is, this mindset is happening globally. So this is like a global entertainment cabal. Yes. And their sole purpose is the pursuit of greater power? Instagram likes. Inst- oh, okay. So it's all about Instagram likes. So they kill people for more Instagram likes? I mean, I, I we laugh about that, but yes, they do. Yes, more Instagram likes, more fans, more So how is this how is this a relate why would people you know, check in and we get Because it's a soap opera, because it's it, because it's dramatic but we're rooting because rooting for the bad guys also. Well, I mean, yeah, right? we are. We are. We're we're trying to figure out who are the bad guys and who are the good guys. So who's our protagonist? Like who? Who do we experience this show through? 
if they've already killed the dude? Well, the main character is uh, this singing diva. Uh-huh. Beyonde. <laughs> and Beyonde had the king of pop music killed Marcus Jenkins had him killed. First of all, there is no global superstar with a last name Jenkins. That's not happening. That's all right. That's not listen, happening. On my, on my show, I don't believe it. Jenkins gets to be. No, it's, you've already lost me. Nope, nope, nope. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Marcus Giannopoulos. <laughs> listen, listen, don't worry about the names now. Just understand that it's. This listen, is. It's this an incredible story. This is all about buy-in. In it's order for this to work, story. I have to believe in the character. So this Marcus Jenkins character, is he in the Numenati or not? Well, he was, but then they he got removed because he was busy. Uh, he was busy buying gold bullion. Why? Because he wanted to build a spaceship. Why? To get off this planet because a meteor was coming. Okay. So basically... It's that asteroid flick with Ben Affleck mixed with Empire. Yes. That's why it's a blockbuster. You see, when you include asteroids, all I've got to figure out now is to put in a dinosaur and some helicopters. Okay. okay. And then it's a guaranteed okay. Michael Bay blockbuster status. Okay. okay. Who's the other guy who does a lot of big explosion movies and stuff? I, I, all right. I it's going know. down, though. It's going down. Okay. It's going down. Internet, would you, would you watch this show? This is what we need to find out, because <laughs> then we can start a GoFundMe campaign. <laughs> but you got to come up with a good name. All right, we're gonna keep working on that. We're yeah. gonna keep developing this. But I'm work telling on you, that. I'm telling you, it's I'm seeing it now, and it's huge. Work on that. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. I don't know. I don't know. Beyond day, really? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on the name yeah, because we definitely want to avoid that the uh, the lawsuit letter. <laughs> you know. You definitely want to avoid that. We we won't have we won't have lawyer fee money. You know when the when the Illuminati comes for us. Right, right, because they will. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the hundred drippers in the house tonight, and they just got back from Washington D.C. I think they got something they want to say.
So what's what's the current news from our president? He's no longer the president-elect. He's the president. Well, he is our president. Not my president. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. I apologize. 45. I apologize, but he is your president, like it or not. No, he's not. You're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, I got to deal with it. That's right. Then that's why he's yours. (laughs) That's why he's yours. You're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to deal with the fallout. I'm I'm marveling at the idea that these folks are spending uh, a possibly ten million. It's some silly number, ten million dollars a month to. Well, I saw that. I think it was on CNN. They were saying that Forty Five and Co. have already spent the equivalent of what the Obama spent in a year mm. in terms of Secret Service Secret protection. Service yeah. protection, travel costs. Oof. Like the whole kit and caboodle. Oh, man. Within a month. Like, I want to know who's... Someone needs to adjust the debt clock. You know, that big clock that just runs the numbers of the national debt? Uh-huh. To, like... So, it's like the 45 clock, you know, that shows, like, how much of that proportionally is, is going to be this administration's. Mm. The costs of this administration. Like, everything from the, from the Secret Service to the travel to... Um, the cost of, you know, failed failed policies that weren't well thought out to the legal challenges defending them. Oh, my goodness. To the constant yeah, you, churn Yeah, of, we didn't even think about that. We didn't even think about it all. constant churn of, you know, um, nominees and, and, and hirings and firings and resignings and all that stuff. Like, I want someone to do, like, a running tally of all that. Mm-mm-mm. Trillions, trillions in the first six months of an administration—absolutely right, outrageous. Well, let's let's see. I mean, the good thing is that at least the uh, with the Senate and the and the Congress uh, being all Republican, maybe we won't have a government shutdown where we run out of money. Oh, maybe. We well, won't. how 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 will that happen? Because they'll all kind of say, "All right, listen, we're all." together in the same gang here, we'll sign off some papers to keep it rocking, you know, we'll take on some more debt. I mean, there's always that this talk about, oh, Democrats, they want more debt, they want more, but all uh, the current president is doing is is siphoning money out of the yep. government. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, listen, we've complained about this dude. Ad <laughs> right now, I feel like this is it. We're stuck here. We better, you know, we better figure our own thing out. We better figure out where we're going to, you know. We need to go pick up that kayak from Marshalls. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need more than a kayak. We're gonna <laughs> two need, kayaks? We're gonna, definitely going to need two kayaks. Minimum. This is a minimum two, a two kayak, kayak emergency. That's right. That's right. That's right. We, we're, looking at, we're looking at a real <sighs> boat right now. We're looking at a real oh, boat man. in the backyard. Parked on the street somewhere just to hop in and be like, okay. No, we stash it on the roof so that when the waters rise, we can just hop off and away we go. Okay. All right. We don't I park think it. That's how it if works. we park it on the street, too many people are going to try to ride with us. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Well, internets, um, get your contingency plans in order. Yep. All right. Just have them. I'm not saying that it's coming, but I'm saying it's better to be prepared than not prepared. Get your papers! <laughs> All right, it's Chocolate Snowflake and her husband, Dallas Penn. Woo-hoo. 
We call this the Newlyweds Podcast. Thank you for Thank listening you. with us. Be safe. Peace.